This is Back to Life, Ohio Right to Life's podcast. My name is Jameson Weaver, and I'm the Director of Communications and Marketing. And I'm Jessica Warner, the Director of Legislative Affairs. In case you were wondering and thought we got a new Jessica, we did not get a new Jessica, but Jessica did get a new <laughs> last name. Jessica got married in the meantime, and it's been so busy, so we decided, since we haven't really talked to y'all in probably like two or three months, two months probably, um, but we'd give you guys an update on what's been happening this spring. So, first update, Jessica did get married. Her new last name is Warner. Congratulations, Just Jessica. Just to get rid of any kind of confusion that might be out there. Right. I know. There's all sorts of everyone's talking. Who? Where did Jessica Kaler go? Now it's Jessica Warner. Um, okay, so first topic. We have talked to you guys in the past about our Down Syndrome legislation. Um, and so Jessica's going to give us a little update on what has happened in the last couple months with that legislation. Yeah. Well, um, that bill, as we know, was passed and signed into law, um, and right before it was about to go into effect, um, of course, uh, ACLU, partnered with NAGRA and Planned Parenthood, ended up suing on that legislation. And um, as does with most of pro-life legislation that gets sued, um, they also ask for a in, for it to be enjoined or basically temporarily put on hold while the court goes through its proceedings. And unfortunately, they won that little um, court battle, but we kind of expected that to happen due to the fact that the judge that was overseeing that and mm-hmm. is currently overseeing that process is Judge Michael Barrett, who um, is connected with Planned Parenthood, is very supportive of Planned he Parenthood. He was the president of the Planned Parenthood Association yes. of Cincinnati, which is clearly some sort of conflict of interest you'd have to imagine yeah. or at least taints his judgment in some way yeah so we we you know to be honest expected that in many ways um unfortunate but to be expected so we're gonna have to go through this process and then um see what ends up happening see if we're gonna need to appeal um but due to that decision attorney general mike dewine is uh fighting it in court so we'll keep you guys updated on how that ends up turning out um, what ends up happening with that situation. Yeah. it's Like we said, it's an important piece of legislation that um, we're going to continue to fight for, and um, we're confident that the Attorney General's office will fight for it as well. Yeah. Um, so other big news. Um, so there's been this ongoing um, legal battle with this um, abortion clinic in Toledo, Capital Care Network. I'm sure we've talked about it in the past. There was two big Supreme Court cases um, in September that we, we heard arguments for front of the Supreme Court. Um, first was Capital Care Network versus the Ohio Department of Health, um, and they were um, essentially suing to, to try and stay open. They didn't have a, a they had a transfer agreement with it, um, a hospital in Ann Arbor, which if you're doing the math, that's about 52 miles away from um, Toledo, which is um, by no means local. I mean, it doesn't even matter that it's in Michigan. It's, it's, that's a they were trying to contract with a, um, a helicopter company in, in, in central Ohio, which would have taken an hour to get their patient. Just did not make any yeah, sense. It and was a really convoluted situation. Very convoluted, that yeah. Would have, clearly, if, if a woman was in dire need of emergency care, would not have been uh, sufficient, sufficient in any way. No. Yeah. So that's so that Toledo, this Capital Care Network, was trying to say that that was their workaround for having a transfer agreement with a local hospital. So um, anyway, all that to say that um, the Supreme Court sided in favor of the important pro-life transfer agreement laws that we have on the books in Ohio. And, um, Cap- and, gave, and gave the Department of Health the right to, right. Rev- revoke, to their- revoke their license. Um, yeah. Because honestly, they were they were operating without a license for the last 
four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because this whole legal battle, battle was playing out. And so then um, the Capital Care Network and their attorneys went to the Ohio Supreme Court and said, would you reconsider this decision? The Ohio Supreme Court back, came back and said, no, we're not yeah. going to reconsider this decision. And the Ohio Department of Health has the right to revoke your license. And they did that even though, um, unfortunately, ProMedica um, agreed to right. give them a transfer agreement locally. Yeah, ProMedica is, is a big health care system in northwest Ohio. I'm sure if you're from northwest Ohio, you've heard of it and you've seen it. Um, so they did uh, acquiesce to all of the... Uh, uh, badge ring that the pro-choice movement put on them to to sign a transfer agreement, and um, so it's really disappointing. Yeah, it was really disappointing to see um, a hospital system, a such a well-respected hospital system, uh, align themselves with a an abortion clinic that not only I mean once it it, it does abortions, which is in and of itself um, terrible, but they also uh, don't follow their own emergency procedures and sent a woman with a possible perforated bowel in the back of an employee's private car. Uh, with no medical records to uh, to yeah to the a hospital room. yeah and so and um, when the Ohio Department of Health inspected them they found out about this case they uh, put a forty thousand dollar fine to Capital Care Network which, which they've still not paid yeah still outstanding um, so that is not at all an upstanding organization um, so all that to say that um, in April Capital Care Network because the Supreme Court decided not to revisit their decision they said Ohio Department of Health still has the opportunity to close you because you do not have a license so Capital Care Network stopped performing surgical abortions um, and we just found out that Capital Care Network um, reapplied for a license to the Ohio Department of Health and the Ohio Department of Health has granted them a license and they mm-hmm. still have not paid the fine which is just honestly shocking in my opinion mm-hmm. because we're talking about an organization um, that still owes a $40,000 fine to the Ohio Department of Health. For endangering a woman's life. Yeah, for because I mean, this not only was this Ohio Department of Health saying you have to have a plan for some an emergency situation like this, but on top of that, they had a plan in place and they didn't even follow the plan. They didn't even right. call 911 to have uh, emergency vehicles come and get them because what I can only assume is that they don't want to the publicity the publicity of right. having um, an ambulance in the front of their facility. Um, but that's just yeah. like, it, that's that's a parents over actual health of the mothers right. that are are getting these abortions, which is just the complete opposite of what they preach. Right. Not practicing right. what they right. preach in any way. Shape, and so, uh, just a message to all of the people who want to claim that abortion is health care. It's not. <laughs> that I, if this this whole situation should should show that clearly as as I mean you even take a look at what abortion really does it's not health care um but this just further drives mm-hmm. that point home so i mean if you're listening and you're like what can i do about this mm-hmm. you know contact the Ohio department of health let them know that this is not this is not the way they should be you know conducting their business this is not, not somebody, a facility that should be licensed if it's no. not going to follow its own emergency procedures and or also, pay the fines if you're in the area contact promedica let them know that mm-hmm. this is not a facility that they should be partnering with um Either way, that could um, lead to the removal of that kind of license um, right. and transfer agreement. So, Or, I mean, ProMedica, if ProMedica gets enough pushback, it's possible that ProMedica could yeah. decide to pull out of the transfer agreement. So um, there's also a petition that um, some of our friends in, in Toledo have been circulating. If you go to petition.life, if you go to your, um, your browser and type in petition.life, that'll take you to a petition to get ProMedica to consider um, – revoking their transfer agreement and they already have 10,000 signatures from Mm -hmm. people so um, I would highly suggest that you go and um, sign that petition and share it with people 
um, just so they they realize that pro-life Ohioans are not are not in favor of this. This is um, not an abortion clinic that should be functioning. Mm-hmm. So, yep, that's the update on Toledo. Pretty up to date. I yeah. mean, this is a little bit of an in-depth d- deep dive there. Yeah. But we, you know, it's it's been a long process, and unfortunately, it will continue to be so. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, taking a step back from court cases, I wanted to touch on the fact that we just had primary elections um, last Tuesday. Last Tuesday. So it's been a little bit of a crazy time if you've been following the elections. Unfortunately, what comes sometimes with primary elections is trying to parse out the differences between what would otherwise be very similar candidates a lot of times. And it can get pretty messy. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we want to look at some of the positives. Um, Ohio Right to Life, we've endorsed in 42 races in the primary. Um, We've specifically focused only on Races that had uh, that were contested, that were contested. so we didn't we didn't endorse in in yeah. primaries where it was just one Republican, yeah. the incumbent, or whatever. So um, we're working on all of those endorsements for the general election, which will be substantially easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but we endorsed forty two races. Uh, we won eighty nine percent of those endorsements. We like to round it up to a nice ninety, but eighty nine percent is the number. Is yeah. the number? Um, We'd just like to point out contrast point. Yes, Nayral, um they endorsed in far fewer races, and they won only 86%. So we just, you know, like to throw that out there every once just in like a while. Just like a little poke. A little poke. A little poke. So it's it's good stuff. Um, we're really excited about that, proud of that record. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, now on to November. Um, we've got a great slate of pro-life leaders um, going on to November. We have a chance to elect a really great pro-life governor and lieutenant governor, along with several other statewide office holders. Um, We have current Congressman Jim Renese challenging um, the pro-abortion Sherrod Brown. Um, That's going to be a tough fight, but we would love to see him win that one. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's just a lot of great opportunities to um, expand upon Ohio's pro-life record and, and really put, you know, be able to put more people who are pro-life into power. Um, we have some great people coming up in both the House and Senate races. Those are really important um, to make sure that we have pro-life majorities. But I think that'll that that you know is a likelihood that we'll get there. But you know the race for governor is going to be probably the biggest one to watch right now mm-hmm. and, and the most highly contested. And uh, really important that we're out there, that we are spreading the message, that we, you know, elect Mike DeWine and John Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah, totally agree. So other than those big updates on court cases and legislation and elections, mm-hmm. Ohio Rights Life was busy. Um, that's why we haven't had a podcast. Is we've been running around doing all sorts of crazy stuff, including the primary elections, but... Also, um, our annual oratory contest, um, Legislative Day, and all sorts of stuff. So um, Jessica's going to tell us a little bit about Legislative Day, and then I'll update you guys on the oratory contest. Yeah, so Legislative Day um, was, what was it now? Two two weeks ago? ago, Two weeks ago. Um, Had a really great time. Um, We had some great speakers for our luncheon. Um, Pro-Life Senate President Larry Ophoff spoke. Mm -hmm. Um, We had Julie Moore, um, President of Pregnancy Decision Health Center, um, spoke and kind of gave an update about what her organization's doing with the funds that they received. Um, But besides that, uh, honestly, we had great uh, training time, meetings with our legislators discussing end-of-life issues is what we primarily focused on. Mm -hmm. Um, What we do is a lot of abortion issues, as you know and as you see and as you hear. 
Um, but we are equally committed to end-of-life issues and making sure that we respect life at both ends of the spectrum. Right. This is not just, oh, we want babies to be born, but we want also um, throughout life that we're not saying, yes, it's okay to end life because life is difficult. Right. Um, we're, we're against are, euthanasia and assisted against, suicide. Yeah. Things that are becoming um, all, all too, too common. common. Yeah. Right. Um, so we're... It was a really great time to be able to get that issue in front of legislators and honestly reacquaint ourselves with that side of the issue, um, make sure that they're able to come against those um, those bills when they do arise, as uh, Senator Shalita Tavares has already put her bill forward. Um, so, yeah, that was a great one. Yeah, it was exciting. And lots of, like, like Jessica said, lots of pro-life Ohioans who came and um, mm-hmm. got to – we all got to learn a lot more about um, – the issues because end of life issues, um, we just don't talk about as much, you know, mm-hmm. so there, we definitely, um, we have ways to go in all of the, the, the knowledge that we can gain from that. But, um, I will put a note, a link in the show notes, but, um, high rights life, we just put out a new literature piece with some facts on assisted suicide and euthanasia. So if you go to ohiolife.org slash euthanasia, um, you can, like I said, that's in the show notes, but you can, um, see that lit piece and learn a little bit more about, um, the state of assisted suicide and euthanasia in the United States. Um, so we did have the oratory contest this year, which is, um, an annual event for Ohio right to life. Um, we take, uh, the contestants from across the state who won their local contests. Um, so we had eight contestants this year, um, from all over the state, uh, we had um, one um, young woman from Mahoning County Rights Life, Clark County Rights Life, two Catholic schools in um, Cincinnati, um, a couple others from across the state. Yeah, there, so I think we for had some reason, people. yeah, we're for some reason I'm drawing a blank at this moment, but we did have um, students from across the state: Uglies County Rights Life, um, Mercer County Rights Life. And um, what's exciting about this is that, um, obviously, all of those chapters are having their own oratory contests, and then we get to see the best of the best at the speeches at Mm -hmm. our oratory contest, and then we get to send the winner from our oratory contest to the national contest. So um, we heard a lot of good speeches on a variety of different topics, Mm -hmm. ranging from abortion to end-of-life issues to um, even... The consequences of abortion. Consequences of abortions, um, and all sorts of different things. But um, we did have a winner. So um, Jacob Kaler, he was representing Clark County Right to Life, won. He gave a really, really passionate speech about um, uh, his grandmother has dementia and sort of how it was basically about end-of-life issues but also talking about how even when his grandmother doesn't remember why life is worth living, he will continually be there to remind her Um very emotional, very um, just a well-written and well-delivered speech. Um, so we are excited to have him represent us at the national conference, which will be at the National Rights Life Convention in um, Kansas, um, in Overland Park, Kansas, in the end of June. Um, and then the two runners-up were Michael Knox from Immaculate Conception Academy and um, Mallory Hussey, who is representing Right to Life of Shelby County. Um, so great job to all of those participants. They all did a really good job and we were glad that we were able to host them. Um, and yeah, another successful oratory contest. Um, Ohio has done well as a, um, our contestants have done pretty well in this national contest for the last couple of years. So we are looking forward to seeing how um, Jacob does this summer. Yeah. 
So, oh, and then the last thing, um, I was looking at Jessica, like she had something to say, and it was totally me. Um, okay, so last update. So the Ohio State Fair is coming up again, as you all probably know. Um, it is coming up to be state fair season and county fair season. Um, so the Ohio State Fair will be July 25th through August 5th, and Ohio Rights Live has a booth every year. So we're excited to announce that we will be doing that again this year. We will be um, in the Brooker Marketplace building, um, and which is inside and air-conditioned. Yeah, we're Perks. excited. So it's different than last year. No, but same as last year, but different than two years ago. Sorry. No, it's right. okay. Two years ago, we were out in the heat, and it was That was the year I was hot. Here. Yeah. I, I, I missed was, out last year. Yeah. So, but anyway, the reason that we bring all this up is that we are going to start recruiting for volunteers um, to help us fill our booth. It's a really great opportunity to um, be a part of the pro-life movement. You know, um, there are a lot of people who just don't have a lot of knowledge about pro-life issues. Um, and if you're passionate about the pro-life movement, we would encourage you to come and volunteer. Um, we will pay for your admission to the fair. We will send you admission tickets so that you can get in. And um, if you've never been to the fair, I highly recommend going. Even it's before I worked at Ohio Rights yeah. Life, I went every year with my family. There's just a ton of fun rides, food, um, a lot of really interesting exhibits. Um, the butter cow, I would be remiss if I did not mention <laughs> the butter cow. It is a feat of um, just intense work and amazingness. Um, so, yes. But the Ohio State Fair, I will put a link in the show notes. Um, but it's also on our website um, for you to be able to sign up for shifts. Mm-hmm. We have three shifts a day, um, 10 to 2 p.m., 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., 2 p.m. to 6 p.m., and then 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Um, and we want about two people, a little, two or three people per shift. So. Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah, this is a great way to get involved. Really yeah. easy way to get involved. So many people come by the table and they want to see. They we have fetal models, so they get to see what a baby looks like at twelve weeks, mm-hmm. at twenty weeks. Um, and people are just interested in learning more. Um, so if you are at all interested, or even if you're not sure, but um, just give me send me an email. Uh, my email is jweaver at ohiolife.org. That'll be in the show notes too. Um, and. I can tell you a little bit more about it. Um, if you have questions, if you're not if you're not sure if you can do it, I honestly I think anyone can do it, and it's a really yeah. good experience. So shoot me an email, give me a call, um, and we would love to talk to you more about that, and we will update you more on that as um, we have you know a couple months. But we want to start getting volunteers now. So that's our update for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. Um, if you did like this, please share it with your friends. Please um, rate it five stars on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you're hearing this. Um, We really appreciate any and all feedback. Um, And thanks so much for listening. Have a great week.